Tag Team Network, bitch! Oh, hi, Mark. Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. Let me ask you a question. You, you never really remember the beginning of a dream, do you? You always wind up right in the middle of what's going on. I guess, yeah. So how did we end up here? Well, we just came from the, uh... Think about it, Ariadne. How did you get here? Where are you right now? And here we go. This is free. What's up? Welcome to Real Impossible, a bad movie and retro podcast where we watch bad movies so that you don't have to. And then we talk about them. After you listen to us, you can decide for yourself if you want to see them, but don't say that we did not warn you. How's it going, Ben? Uh, it's going alright, Jason. How you been? Uh, it's been a weird week. Things are just... I feel like every time we do this, I always start off with, it's been a weird week. Yeah, it It has. (laughs) everything it feels like it just keeps getting crazier right we're anticipating a dust storm from the sahara desert yeah i heard about that like my roommate is like uh it's the mummy coming over from egypt like dude no but it's 2020 and nothing nothing will surprise me at this point right Um, it's been a it's been a really shitty year i mean and who knows what is what's coming you know what i mean it's uh yeah, and uh, I, I addressed it last week in that little mini, mini little seven-minute thing that we posted. And as you guys know, who are listening, we, we did take a few weeks off. And we've been taking a couple months off, to be honest. Uh, but we took a few weeks off just to, uh, one, to get ourselves back in order. Because, Ben, you're working on your basement, and you're trying to get us a little studio going. Right, yes, that's been some... That's been um, some hard work. And me, I've been kind of going through my own thing, and I've just been kind of not with it, I guess you could say. Uh, And so we just needed some time off, and unfortunately we kept saying, oh, next is John Henry, next is Inception. We'll record this weekend, we'll record next week. Right. And then it didn't happen. But here we are, we're recording. Right, I mean, very rarely do things uh go to plan with uh with with this year i mean just with no with thing you know with how everything's been so crazy and and uh you know with everything in the news and plus everything in our personal lives and me working on you know the basement and working on the other podcast keep getting that you know keeping that going um yeah it's just been a really busy few months you know so but uh, i'm glad that we're finally back and we're able to record another episode yeah me too uh you've been watching or playing anything um i've not been watching or i've not been playing anything at all which is very unlike me i mean yeah uh, before i got into podcasting i probably would put in about at least two hours a night playing video games 
now, I mean, now that's been reduced down to almost zero. I mean, it is zero. Like, I have not touched a video game in probably about three weeks. That's just I how, noticed. That, that is just how busy I have been with everything. But you know what? It's a good, I mean, I'm enjoying everything. I'm enjoying the podcast and, you know, and, and I like that it's actually keeping me, you know, motivated and keeping me going. And I kind of like not playing video games as much. You know, I, I feel like I, uh, it's like a, like a purpose, you know, like I, I feel like I have a purpose now, you know what I mean? Other than just sitting around, you know, I am a, a father too, you know, so, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I do have a family that, you know, I spend a lot of time with too. But uh, it is kind of nice, though, to just stay busy. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand that. I actually noticed because I was on PlayStation Network yesterday looking for somebody on my friends list. And I saw your name. and I was like, it says he hasn't been on a month. Has he really gone that long without playing Jurassic Park Evolution? (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's been a long time. I mean, uh, it's just how busy. I mean, I've been working on this basement and then. Uh, every it's just one problem after another i you know i fix you know work on one thing and then an, another problem arises somewhere else and it's just a never-ending thing finally i'm getting close i'm not done yet not you know not 100 but uh i'm getting there yeah and take your time we'll we'll get there at some point um i know i did say in our little mini episode last week which was really just a statement uh that we were going to be recording together for this episode, which obviously, well, I don't know if you guys can tell, but we're not, we're still remote. <laughs> um, it, we, uh, we could have recorded in person tonight, but uh, I had other things going on and here we are recording remotely anyway. Yeah. But we know we finally figured it out. We finally figured out a good system. And I said that was going to happen. Right. So we figured it out. It would be time to record together again. Right. Which we have not recorded uh, together probably since, what, episode three? Episode three? Leprechaun in the Hood. Going all the way back to March. Which we're only on episode 10. So that doesn't sound as bad as it should have been. We should really be on like episode 25 by now. (laughs) No, maybe not that high, but up like 18, 19, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. but, you know, stuff happens, and as long as we keep going, that's all that really matters. Yep. Um, in fact, we're going to keep going so much that we're actually going to do a spinoff podcast on top of this. Yep. Uh, where Because with Real Impossible, it's bad movies and retro movies, but we want to talk the series as well. We want to talk the good movies. You're right. We want to have an excuse to... Yeah, we uh, we kind of limited ourselves with, uh, you know, with the bad movies, because like like you said, like we want to watch good movies and review those, too. But with bad movies being in the title, it's kind of like, well, you know, but I think I yeah. mean, we it's, it's, but we haven't just done bad movies. I mean, we did Parasite, you know, one episode um, because, you know, we were both fans of that movie and we thought that would be a good movie to review. So, I mean, every once in a while we're going to do like Inception. Inception is not a bad movie, but we're reviewing we're reviewing it anyways. But I think that's kind of the idea of us doing a spinoff podcast, so we can kind of yeah keep the good movies and the bad movies separate. Yeah, and the main priority of the spinoff podcast is going to be we're going to do series reviews. We're going to rank like the first series that we're the first series that we are going to review is going to be the Dark Knight trilogy. Yep. And then we're going to do a full episode just discussing the rankings. Like, 
that's how this is that's how I envision this going to be. Uh, and we might throw in like when whenever Black Widow eventually comes out and other things, like we might throw in an episode for that. Yep. I'm excited. That's where the new theatrical movies are gonna lie. Yep. I'm yep. excited for those. Oh yeah. I'm excited to get back to theaters. Everything just keeps getting pushed out. And, right. I can't yeah. believe, man, they pushed back Unhinged. I was actually excited for it. I don't know if I was going to go see that in theaters, but I was excited for it, though. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> like, just, they're just buying time. Right. Not that I d- would not see that movie in theaters on a regular basis. It's just, yeah. you know, with the current... I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel about returning to the movies so soon. I think I'm going to give it a little, give it a little time before I go back. Just a little I, bit. I I I'm kind of on the fence because I I mean I barely wear masks the way it is right because I can't breathe in them. But I will, no matter what, go see Tenet, Tenet in theaters. Hey, yep, and uh, uh, but I'm not going to go if I have to go to a theater wearing a mask. I'm sorry. I know there's risks. I know it's a problem, but I can't breathe and it fogs up my glasses. And I know that's first world problems. I, I will wait, you know, if, if, if I can't see it in theaters this round, it'll be in theaters 10 years down the road when they, you know, they're showing inception in theaters, right. they're showing other movies in theaters right now that we'll discuss in a little bit. Yeah. You wouldn't even expect to see in theater. Like it'll come back. Yeah. It'll come back. And then uh, speaking, speaking of, speaking of tenant, that is directed by Christopher Nolan, who is who directed Inception, which is kind of a big reason why we chose to review Inception because of in light of, you know, Tenet coming out. We kind of thought it would be cool to do a Christopher Nolan movie. Yep. Uh, Tenet is seen as the spiritual successor to Inception. And, you know, and that's why we're doing the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy to kick off the new podcast. We, it's Christopher Nolan month. Yeah. Um, hopefully it stays Christopher Nolan month and he doesn't push it out to like right. 2022. Hey, were you, uh, were you a little, did you, so I'm like many others, you've seen the, the trailer to Tenet. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in that trailer. Oh yeah. It's I can't a, wait. It's a hard, tra- it's a hard trailer to follow. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for the movie, but that trailer, there was a lot going on. I don't even know what the movie's about. I have no idea. And I've seen the trailer couple of times and i'm just like what is going on here but that's just that's typical christopher nolan if you ask me though yeah i uh that's how inception was yeah like we didn't know <laughs> we didn't know anything about inception until we sat down and watched the movie right <laughs> and i mean I'm, I'm all for it if i love it when he does theaters or not theaters trailers like that he kind of did that with dunkirk too although we knew dunkirk was about the battle for dunkirk or whatever yeah um, but at the same time, we didn't really know how it was going to play out. Right. Um, I'm personally not a big fan of Dunkirk, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> uh, I yeah. love the music, but yeah, I, uh, I have not checked out Dunkirk yet. I've always wanted to, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, made for an interesting nap in the theaters. I can say that. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, see. That's what I've heard. I've never, um, from what I've heard about it, I'm not really too excited about watching it you know but even though i mean i saw the yeah. trailer i thought it looked good but from what i'm hearing from other people saying they're saying that it's really not uh the most entertaining movie that you will watch yeah uh it had uh, the music is amazing they do this really cool thing in the soundtrack where there's a constant 
ticking sound. The tick, 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 tick. But it's, I mean, it sounds better than I'm doing, obviously. Um, so it, it, it just, it, you know, it's meant to make your, you know, pulse go up and, you know, they're, yeah. I don't know. It's, it, 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 it sounded cool. Yeah. Which made for interesting dreams while I fell asleep in it in the theaters. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go on to movie news. All right. Let's, okay. All right. So, movie news. We got uh, director Joseph Kaczynski, who directed Tron, Legacy, Oblivion, Top Gun, Maverick, and talks to direct a reboot of the 1996 hit film Twister at Universal. Uh, yeah, I, that's... um. I would never have expected of all the movies to get a reboot. I would never have thought Twister would get a reboot. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's a, it's a disaster movie and it's about a, a fucking tornado. And who doesn't like movies about those? But I mean, I think that's just kind of a reach. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody has. I don't. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. Like, how, okay, Twister was great. It shouldn't have been great, but it was great. Two of the, there are three great things about Twister. Bill Palm or Bill Paxton, yeah, Helen Hunt and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Two out of those three are now gone. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, yeah. you're—it's obvious there's gonna there's gonna be Helen Hunt's gonna appear at some point because she's part of the legacy of Twister. Because Twister was a great movie. I, it's on Netflix now. Yeah, you can watch it if you haven't seen it. But it's going to be made. This it's gonna be. A, horrible cgi right I, I don't know i don't like it i don't like the idea yeah it seems honestly it seems like uh they are very they're running out of ideas like it this seems like a reach like they're really trying to re they're they're looking at like oh what movies were a hit in the past that we can possibly redo because we literally have fucking nothing else and this is what they pulled out of the bag twister i mean it's it's probably going to draw some because there are a lot of uh, Twister fanatics out there. A lot of people that like to, you know, that are just into that. A lot, there's a lot of people that are into disaster films anyways, you know. But I think, uh, I don't know. I think they could have went with a different route. I mean, damn it. Like, uh, we what is it? It's 2020 and we still don't have a reboot to Mortal Kombat yet. Like, what the fuck is, what? what is up with that? We're getting Twister, but we don't have a reboot to Mortal Kombat yet. Like, to me, that's. That that is the thing about Hollywood to me is that they, they seem to just do whatever the fuck they want and they don't listen to fans. Nobody asks for this. Yeah, I I'm concerned because it, why not just why does it have to be a reboot to Twister? <laughs> why can't you just make a tornado movie? Well, they're making it a reboot so they can call back to Bill Paxton's character. Yeah, and they can have what was the name of the the thing that they put into the tornado? Was it? dolly or something yeah yep that's exactly it yep they're doing that so they can you know bring these things up but just make a movie about a tornado make it as exciting about twister and you know if you want to make it a reboot reboot to twister don't tell us you're making a reboot to twister (laughs) make the movie and then let us find out during the movie oh helen hunt oh wait no this is really right (laughs) why i just want to I hate Hollywood right now. I hate it. Yeah. Okay. So as you can tell, we're not, we're not the most excited about that movie coming out. <laughs> but uh, okay, so I'll watch it. But. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on. Looks like we got Cobra Kai 
the Karate Kid sequel series is moving from YouTube to Netflix for season three. So it looks like uh, YouTube kicked Karate Kid or, or uh, kicked Krova Kai to the curb. It looks like. Yeah, I didn't. I'm. I was never a Karate Kid fan. Like my favorite Karate Kid movie is the one with Hillary Swank, and people are gonna crucify me for saying that, but I'm just being honest. Yeah. It's the only one that I've actually seen when I was a kid. I've seen. I've seen the original Karate Kid at this point. I watched it like last summer. Yeah, um, the first Karate Kid is a good movie. It's it, it, the, it, the first one is a classic. I mean, there's a reason why there's so it's referenced in so many things, like the sweep the leg, Johnny. Like there, there's just so many classic things from that movie, and like everything from a kid getting beat up on a beach to getting beat up in a uh, in a uh, you know in, a, in his Halloween costume, and then his. Um, sensei or whatever you would call him his master mr miyagi mm-hmm. coming to his rescue to, to you know beat up some teenagers i mean what is there not to like about that i mean i think that it, it's just it's a classic movie but um i, I don't know uh, i i have yet to see cobra kai um because it was on youtube i did not subscribe to the you know was it the youtube premium what do they call that uh was it you it wasn't was it youtube plus yeah it might have it been it wasn't youtube i don't know i think well it might have been because everything's using plus now right yeah so and i didn't subscribe to that so i was never able to see it so now that it's coming to netflix i might check it out but however though usually most series that get kicked to the curb like that it's usually for a reason it's Usually because they're not really any good. I mean, there's been a few exceptions, you know, where there were some uh, TV shows that switched networks, uh, like the one with Andy Samberg. Uh, what is it? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That was actually, that's actually a pretty good show. I don't know why Fox dropped it. And then, but uh, I, I mean, I thought it was pretty good, but apparently they didn't think so, think it was. Well, Fox, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was always on the bubble. Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of those shows that didn't do great in the ratings, but it did great with streaming. Gotcha. And everybody involved behind the scenes of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and the the main creator of Brooklyn Nine Nine, I can't think of his name right now, but Mike Schur, I think actually. Yeah. He has like five other shows running on NBC right now, mm. so it only made sense for it to move to NBC because everything else that he has has involvement with is on NBC. Yeah, that makes a lot of so, sense. Um, so I'm hoping that, I mean, I'm hoping that's kind of the case here with Kai. Hopefully it didn't get kicked, uh, kicked off YouTube because it sucks. Hopefully it's pretty good. And for whatever reason, YouTube just decided to drop it. Maybe YouTube couldn't afford it anymore. Who knows? But, uh, if it's coming to Netflix, I'm definitely going to watch it for sure. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I hope it. that, I hope that means that seasons one and two will be coming to Netflix. Yeah. You know, that is a good question because it says for season three, you know, so I mean, I hope it's not something dumb like, you know, seasons one and two is an exclusive with YouTube only. And then you got to find yeah. catch season three on a completely different streaming service because that is kind of annoying. And I don't think anybody's going to I don't think anyone will be watching season three if that's the case. It's diehards will. Yeah, yeah. diehards will. But someone like yeah. new fans like us, we probably won't. Be, we probably won't care to watch it if that's the case. Yeah, yeah we'll see uh what's what's next uh okay jurassic park tops the u.s box office 27 years after release and jaws sits at number two i mean jurassic park is a classic that movie's always going to draw in it's always going to kill i mean it's just one of the best movies ever made um i mean it's got to be at least on everyone's 
top 100, you know, best movies of all time. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, it's always going to do well. And especially in a, um, in a summer where, you know, a lot of, not a lot of new movies are coming out because of the virus and everything's getting pushed back or something like that. So a lot of these drive-in movie theaters and, you know, these regular theaters are resorting to older movies to, that they can put back mm-hmm. on. And then that's basically the reasoning for this. But I mean, it's Jurassic Park. Anytime Jurassic Park is in theaters, doesn't matter how many years it's been out. It's always going to bring in fans. And then, um, I mean, it was playing here at the, what is it, the drive-in near my house a couple of weeks ago. They were playing Jurassic Park and Jaws back to back. I wanted to go. My family didn't. But uh, I thought I thought, that's yeah. not, I thought that sounded like a great time. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I saw Jurassic Park when it came out at the drive-in. Like, I remember, that's back in the days when movies were in, like, were in theaters forever. So, like, it came out one summer. And then it was, and then I saw it again at the drive-in a year later when the Flintstones movie came out. Because those two movies are perfect back-to-back. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I remember that. that. Awesome. I remember when yeah. the those two came out. They came out, like, almost right, like, one rap, right after the other, almost. Or actually, they might have been a year apart. Who knows? But I do know what they, you're talking. They, they were a year. They were a year apart. But yeah. it was still perfect pairing. Yes, that is a very good pairing. And then obviously, me, I'm a big Jurassic Park guy. It's one. It's my. Uh, it's my most favorite franchise uh, move there is. So, so I'm kind of biased, but uh, I can definitely. I mean, I don't think. I think anyone with a brain can is not surprised by Jurassic Park topping the box office right now. That's just my uh, my take on that. And then Jaws sits at number two, another great you know classic movie. Steven, I mean they're both Steven Spielberg movies. One of the best directors of you know of our generation for sure. I mean, has he directed some flops? Yeah, he has, but a lot, most directors have. But he's directed a lot of classics too. So you got to give your props to Steven Spielberg. I mean, he knows he knows how to make a classic. Oh, I agree. Definitely. And movie news. Looks like we got Michael Keaton in talks to return as Batman in the upcoming Flashpoint movie. Um, that 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 makes um, kind of sense to me if they're looking for, you know, because it's it's Flash. So it sounds like they're going, you know, there's some sort of a time aspect to the movie where maybe they're looking for a older Batman for some, yeah. for some sequence where he travels to the future, possibly, or maybe not. I don't really know. I'm just guessing there. And then they would need a older Bruce Wayne slash Batman, which if that's the case, then them casting Michael Keaton to play Batman makes sense. Now, if they're casting Michael Keaton, though, to play Batman and, uh, you know, and uh, kick some ass, that to me may not go over too well, but I have a feeling that's not what they're doing here. No, what I want them to do is I want them to bridge the gap between movies and the, the TV universe because Michael Keaton is, he, he, he showed up in a newspaper in the, the TV, the TV shows that did their big thing last, last year. Okay. So, so like I want the flashpoint movie to bridge the gap. I want old, I want Michael Keaton. I want Ben Affleck for a scene Give me Christian Bale, an appearance from Christian Bale. That would be huge. You know, yeah. Bring them, bring them, bridge the gap. Explain how Robert Pattinson is going to become Batman. Right. Because that's what this movie needs to do. Because it's the Flash. The Flash can go between everything, right? Yeah. I, so that's a smart move. It could bridge the gaps of why 
there is going to be a, because the Flashpoint is in the DC. Er, this Flash movie is going to be a part of the DCEU, right? Yeah, and, and then, they're going to explain how everything is because you know uh, what's his face Superman just said Henry Cavill said what today or yesterday that he wants to play Superman for a long time, but film some stuff in this movie. You know, you don't have to put it in the movie, but film it just in case so that by the time the movie comes out, that if he decides he's not Superman or if the studio decides he's not super Superman anymore, it explains why there's a different Superman. Yeah. Because this is dimensional stuff. Like, it needs to be... It's the perfect way for them to bring in new actors. It really is. And it's also... Yeah, because, I mean, the DCEU, and we've talked about the DCEU before... It's kind of a mess. Yeah. I mean, they really kind of fucked it up. I mean, just mm-hmm. from them being too antsy. One, they rushed, they rushed uh, Justice League, and then with two different directors getting involved. And I know we're getting the Snyder cut, and but then then we got Ben Affleck no longer wanting to be. And then first we weren't going to see the Snyder cut. Now we are going to see this uh, Snyder cut. And now it's in, now there's rumors or rumblings that Ben Affleck could be returning to Batman after all. And then we still got the whole another Batman movie getting ready to come out with Robert Pattinson. So it seems to me like it's just a jumbled mess. And it seems like this is a good opportunity because it is the Flash and he does go to different dimensions and or he can you know go you know he can travel. He can kind of bridge at least some of those gaps and kind of put a band-aid over some of the cracks that is just yeah. all over the DCEU. And it, it's kind oh, yeah. of, it, if you're a DC fan, it's kind of frustrating because it's like you see Marvel, you know, the MCU, you know, they're crushing it with all the movies and stuff. And, and then now you got DC, they're, they're trying to do the same thing, but they're just having, it, it seems like they're just making one bad decision after another, and it just keep it just snowballs into a, you know, a big mess. So hopefully, um, with them bringing in Michael Keaton, that will help create some buzz because who doesn't want to see Michael Keaton play Batman again? I mean, that's freaking awesome. And and then put him in the Flash movie. That will make people want to go see the Flash movie. And then, but also, but also bring back Brandon Routh as Superman. Like they did in uh, the TV shows. Yeah. Like it, they don't have to do it for very long. It could be for two seconds. Right. But acknowledge that this stuff exists. Bring back Chris O'Donnell playing Robin. <laughs> I forgot. Chris bring back yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing Robin. <laughs> like, bring, bring back Alicia Silverstone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Have Poison Ivy make an appearance by Uma Thurman for like a second. Just explain to us that this is how everything came to be. And then you can start your new... DCEU 2.0. Right. Yeah, I do think they need to, you know, they're talking about all these movies always getting reboots. This is something, this is definitely a franchise that needs a reboot. The whole DC universe just needs to be completely, I don't know if they need to start over, but they definitely need to start uh, fixing some gaps. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, there's, there's a few things that they're going to have to be careful with. They're going to have to explain how this new Batman by Robert Pattinson is in the same universe as the current Aquaman. It's in the same universe as Shazam. Cause those are the two and, and wonder woman. Yeah. Like those are the three that are really working out. You got black Adam coming out with the rock. So 
they're going to have to find some way to explain how these are all in the same timeline. I, I mean, I'm glad I'm not writing it, but if, <laughs> if they get the right, if they get the right person, yeah, they can, they could literally please everyone. Yeah. It's not going to be that hard to do. They literally have a reset button. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And hopefully they do it and they do it right this time. And I hope we're not three years from now. We're going to be like, man, when are we going to see the, the director's cut of Flashpoint? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hopefully they get it right on the first time. Yep, I agree. Yes. Okay. So on to other news. Looks like in theaters, well, some theaters are open. Drive-in, drive-ins are open right now. Um, movie, regular movie theaters should be, they should be opening within like a month. There's a few that are open in these smaller communities that didn't really have an outbreak. Um, that's why some of these small independent movies have had a chance to get on the box office. They would have never had a chance before. <laughs> right. Um, and for those theaters and for the drive-in theaters, you have uh, what Irresistible starring Steve Carell, directed yep. by Jon Stewart coming out. Right. That um, hey, it's got Steve Carell in it. I mean, I'm a fan of him. I think uh, it sounds good. It's about a, what is it? A democratic strategist it helps a retired veteran run for mayor in a small conservative Midwest town. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, election season, so it. it <laughs> I don't think it's it's going to hit on demand too. So I don't think it, it's. I would I'm I would rather watch it on demand. I'm not going to pay twenty bucks to watch it. Right, but I would rather watch it on demand than go see it in theaters. Would I have seen it in theaters had the pandemic not happened? Yeah, uh, if I still had Movie Pass, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, I'll watch it eventually someday. Yeah, I'll probably watch it when it's like you said. When it, you know, if it's going, it's going to eventually be on one of the streaming services. I'll probably, you know, just wait to catch it. Then there's just so many good movies coming out. So many things. It's going to be hard to, you know to say that I will go pay to see that, you know what I mean? Or pay to watch it on demand. But uh, I mean, yeah. it has Steve Carell in it. I like Steve Carell. Like almost everything he's been in is, is pretty good. And he's a funny guy, but um, yeah. Hey, uh, and then uh, in streaming, looks like we got Eurovision song contest, the story of fire saga starring Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams coming to Netflix on June 26th. Now this this movie does not look like a. This kind of it looks like a dumb movie. I'm just gonna be honest, but uh, it looks like it looks like Walk Hard. It looks like the Dewey Cox story. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you there. I mean, and it's Will Ferrell. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, yeah. other than a yeah. comedy, uh, you know, it's like a. It kind of reminds me of a, just a singing version of Blades of Glory, kind of. You know, it's like where they, it seems like they're taking themselves seriously, but they're really not. It's just one big parody. But, it, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But, uh, and then Rachel McAdams is in it too, which is, I mean, I can't remember the last thing I saw her in. But it's. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll watch it because it's, it's, well, it's going to be on Netflix. So the ease of access is there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But. I uh I don't think it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, I don't th- I don't I don't really think it's going to be anything big or, you know, I think that I mean the fact it's got Will Ferrell in it. Will Ferrell has a lot of fans. There's a lot of people that will watch anything that he's in. 
And then it's also going to be on Netflix too. So it's kind of like, uh, I can see some people turning it on for 15 minutes to see how it is. And then going from there. But I don't think anyone's overly excited about this movie. And he- heck, until tonight, I really never even heard. I didn't even know this thing existed. So yeah. there's really not a strong buzz around it. And then we'll next we got Charlie's Angels 2019 coming to Hulu on June 25th. Now, I have not seen this yet. Um, I don't think this did very strong in the box office. I think it kind of got uh, mixed to bad reviews, um, which is kind of, um, I bet everyone's listening, who's listening to this right now, they're probably wondering if we're ever going to review this movie. And we might, we might review this movie one day. We'll see. We very well, it could, like, we're, we, we're, we got a thing on movies to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're getting ready. We're getting ready to plot out our next 10 movies. Yeah. Um, so it could end up on that list. It could, it could be on that list. So, you know, be on the lookout for a future episode where we review Charlie's Angels. All right. And then next one, we got Guns Akimbo. Am I, am I pronouncing that? I don't pronounce it right. Yeah, I think that I think that's correct. Okay. And that's starring Daniel Radcliffe. Um, hey, is, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, good actor. I don't know anything about this, but um, I might look into it. See if it's a... Uh, See if it's any good. What do you know about it? Uh, it looked it looked pretty good to me. It, I mean, I, it's got Daniel Radcliffe, so I'll give it a chance. I give pretty much all his movies a chance. He's Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. He he has some weird decision making with the movies that he does, but I like that because he's. I think he purposely does these kind of movies to break from being Harry Potter. Yeah. And unfortunately it, for him, it doesn't work. Unfortunately for him, he'll always be Harry Potter. Exactly, just but, like uh, uh, just like how Chris Chris Hemsworth will always be Thor. Like he will never be uh, Chris Evans. Now will always be Captain America. That's like you know, yeah. there's such iconic roles in Harry Potter. He's never going to be able to escape that. Everyone's always going to think yeah. of him. And well, again, think about Robert Pattinson too. Everyone's think of him as um, you know his character is it Edward. What's his name? Yeah, from Twilight. From Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, he's trying to do the exact same thing. So he's trying to, you know, so I understand uh, how hard that probably is to do. I mean, I would, yeah. never, I would never know. But, uh, but yeah, no matter what, people always think of Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. <laughs> but anyways, that yeah. it, that is coming to Guns Akimbo is coming to Amazon Prime on June 27th. And then... Uh, Next one looks like we got Doom Patrol season two coming to HBO Max on June twenty seventh. Yep, um, I haven't watched season one, but I saw a trailer for season two the other day, which makes me want to watch season one. And so I will probably start watching that this week, and maybe let you. Maybe it'll end up on uh, Weekly Recommends eventually. Who knows? But uh, it looks cool. It's got what Brendan Fraser's in it, <laughs> he- and. Uh, he just comes out of nowhere sometimes. Like he'll have like yeah. an eight-year absence from Hollywood, and then boom, he's like in a movie or something. I'm like, and he'll be like the the main star. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, <laughs> I don't know. It's smart. It's smart. You got to make people miss. Like he got to the point where he was doing those Eddie Murphy like really bad kids movies. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get to the point where people miss you, so they accept that. Oh, hey, it's another Brendan Fraser movie. I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. Right. I'll watch this. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, that is true. Um, I might check it out. I mean, it sounds, we'll, we'll see. 
And then next, uh, the last on the movie news, looks like we got, or this is streaming news, actually. Looks like we got Dr. Sleep Director's Cut coming to HBO June 27th. Now, this movie... Did you see Dr. Sleep? I did not see Dr. Sleep, but I I heard that it was kind of a disappointment, though. Am I... Oh, no. No? It was not a disappointment. Not a disappointment. Oh, so you saw it. It was. I saw it in theaters, like, the day before it came out, like... I read the book, though, and there's a lot of differences between the book and the movie, as there was with The Shining, because if you guys don't know, Dr. Sleep is a direct sequel to The Shining. Okay. Um, and there, it, in the book, the hotel did not exist anymore, because in the first book of The Shining, the, the hotel gets burnt down. But in the movie, the, the hotel did not get burnt down in The Shining movie. So in this... A big chunk of the movie at the end, they go back to the hotel. And a lot of people have been wanting to see what's going on with old, you know, Jack from the Overlook Hotel. And it is creepy and it is awesome. And it, it, it's a little weird. <laughs> it's not necessarily scary. Yeah. But it's still, it's it's directed by Mike Flanagan, who directed uh, uh, The uh, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. And... Uh, that guy can do no wrong in my eyes. He's done. He's a new horror icon. All right. Well, um, you just talked me into it. I, I kind of want to check this out. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Sleep is not. Again, I said he's a, a new horror icon. Dr. Sleep is not that scary, but it wasn't supposed to be scary. Okay. Like, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. All right. I'll check that out. I'm excited for that. So HBO, June 27th. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch that now. Okay, all right. So, new segment. Well, we did this segment last time, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, we did the segment last time. So, so um, this is days until theaters reopen, and it looks like Unhinged, which was originally due out July first, that got pushed back to July tenth, which is what fifteen days from now. Yeah, 15 days from when this will probably get posted. Oh, so, okay. I think it's 17 days from now. <laughs> so depending on when this gets posted, it could be 17, it could be 16. Yeah. It could be 10. Yep, Who knows? Give or take. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, but um, it, yeah, a movie about a, a, a pissed off driver that gets cut off in traffic and wants to kill a family. Hey, I'm down. That's, I mean, it sounds good to me. What about you? Uh, yeah, sounds good. I can't. I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna see it in theaters, but I'll watch it. Yeah, I don't know if I. I don't know if I would check that out in theaters, even on a regular basis. I don't know if I would check that out. But um, I'm excited. I think the most exciting thing about this is, is that theaters reopening. Hopefully, fingers crossed that nothing changes. That you know that theaters are reopening soon, which is good. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's really all that matters. Okay, are you ready to talk the big movie? Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. There's one thing you should know about me. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. You're talking about dreams?
Yeah, so this week we are doing Inception. You want to tell everybody about Inception? According to IMDb, Inception is about a thief who steals corporate secrets through the use of dream-sharing technology, and he's given the inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of a CEO. It sounds very complicated. Yeah, it is. It is very complicated. <laughs> like, I daydream just... Well, like when I'm reading that, I'm just like, I just start to zone. I'm like, what? And I have to read the whole thing over again. But that's just, that's Christopher Nolan movies for you. Like they're kind of yeah. hard. They're kind of hard to follow. I mean, they're good. They're entertaining or whatever, but like, um, like this. Okay. Before we start talking about the movie though, let's talk about the rotten tomatoes. Yeah. Tomato meter is 87% certified fresh, no. which is, it's well-deserved. I mean, it's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. Um, audience score is 91% fresh. Audience score usually does a little bit higher than tomato because um, people are more honest. When yeah, and, he, and then look who you have in it. You got Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Any movie he's yep. in is going to get a high audience score because people just love. He's a great actor, you know, so um, that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. And it is a good movie, like you said. So none of that surprised me whatsoever. So the fun facts about the movie. Um, yeah, before we get to the fun facts, I want to thank mentalfloss.com, not a sponsor. You can be if you want to. You could throw us a few bucks, but they're not a sponsor. Um, but I found them and got most of the facts for this from that website today. Nice. Um, so yeah, go on. Nice. So as we all know, this movie is directed by Christopher Nolan, who directed the Dark Knight trilogy and Dunkirk and the movie coming out called Tenet. Uh, this movie was released on July 16, 2010, uh, with a budget of $160 million. It made a lot more than that, though, in the box office. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't want to read that number. It is a crazy high number, though. And said Nolan came up with the idea for Inception soon after he finished his Insomnia. Originally, the concept of Inception was supposed to be a horror film. Yeah. You, have you seen Insomnia? I have. I did see Insomnia, actually. That has uh, Robin Williams and um, Robert De Niro, right? Yeah. 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 It was soon after he directed that he wanted to make... Um, he had the idea for Inception, and I'm glad he didn't go horror, because that would have been one messed up horror film. Yeah. Yeah, it would have. Although now I kind now I kind of want to see it. No, you know, going back at <laughs> looking back at the movie though, you know, the some of the scenes where they, you know, were with Mal in it or whatever, yeah. I could definitely see where they could have went a went that direction of being a horror film. Because some of the, oh, yeah. some of the scenes she's in is kind of, it's not scary or anything by any means, but it is kind of eerie or creepy how she would just show up in the, you know, in everyone's dreams and just, you know, attack them. I could say that. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah. To get the studio on board, Nolan had to convince them that the various dream layers would be as minimally confusing as possible. Um, and I can see why. For, I mean, for people like us who pay attention to movies. Right. It wasn't really that confusing to me. No, but uh, I can see the general public being very confused. To me, on the first couple watches, I was confused. I was kind of, I was not completely following everything. I mean, I got the main gist of it that you know 
is trying to go, you know, plant a idea or what do they called it in the movie, like the seed into a yeah. CEO's mind. The, 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 the part that was confusing, it wasn't really their mission that was confusing. Like I understood that it was literally everything else was like, it was like, it's a movie about a dream inside of a dream <laughs> inside of a dream where, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, and then you don't even really know like if any of it was like real or like, cause was yeah. it just, was it a dream inside of a dream inside of a dream or was it many more dreams inside of another dream? Like, and it doesn't really ever uh, clarify that. So at the end of the movie, you, you don't really understand the ending a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? And it, I think it's one of those open ended endings where um, it's left to the audience to kind of give, get, you know, give their own conclusion on it. Which, you know, I, I mean, I can, I can definitely see that, but, and that, that wouldn't be the first, I mean, that wouldn't be the only Christopher Nolan movie that's ever done that. I mean, he did that with the Dark Knight Rises, you know, like, yeah, did Bat, yeah. did Batman die or did he not, you know, and that's, that's been a big, long going debate for some time, you know, and at the end of Inception, I don't want to give any way, anything away about the end of Inception in case anyone hasn't seen it yet, but it does kind of have one of those endings that, you know, that could confuse you. Yeah, uh, but in, there's there's classes, college classes, that are based around the ending of this movie. <laughs> like, I, it's That's amazing crazy. how... <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what they'll make classes out of these days. Right. But... <laughs> Uh, that's, that's crazy. I mean, it has a good ending. I mean, and then also, okay, I want to finish. I do want to finish these, uh, these fun facts before I get into mm -hmm. the rest of the movie. Okay. So before we get into any more on that, so, and I'm getting ready to talk about it. it says it looks like the cast was built up around DiCaprio. In addition to making Leo the centerpiece of the film, Nolan intentionally casted younger actors Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Ellen Page to make Leo appear younger. That's a little weird to me because Leonardo DiCaprio looked like he was 25 until the day he started looking like he was 40. Yeah, I, I don't think he looked like when this movie was made. He did not look old. He did not look like an. Uh, no. Now, in the eyes of a filmmaker, who knows? Because you know, filmmakers are such analytical people. They're so, I mean, they got to be, I mean, especially when you're talking about someone like Christopher Nolan here, who sounds like a perfectionist. So he didn't want to miss anything. He did not skip over any kind of detail about his characters. He wanted them to be spot on. So I guess he kind of saw that and thought it was necessary, but also I think that kind of um, downplays the, the talent of the cast that's in this movie because you know Leonardo DiCaprio is not the only good actor in this movie. This movie is no. filled with great actors. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, great actor. Ellen Page, she's awesome. Uh, I mean, and it has it has Tom Hardy, and I forgot that Tom Hardy was in this because I didn't know who he was at the time when this first came out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it has more actors than that. I mean, I've only said a couple of them, but I mean, it, it's a loaded cast. So, okay, and then it looks like uh, DiCaprio att attributed some to the script. So it looks like he had some say. Yeah, he changed a few things up. His thing was he wanted to make people under... He wanted to have the audience understand his character more. So I imagine some of the stuff with Mal might have been due to him or who knows, really. But, yeah, he attributed some of it. Yeah, that's good. I mean... Um... 
Yeah, because maybe you never know. He he when he read the script, he was probably confused too, you know. But uh, okay, and it looks like Inception was filmed in England, Canada, Morocco, Tokyo, Paris, and Los Angeles. Damn, that's a lot of filming locations. Yes, it is. It's borderline Game of Thrones filming like locations. Yeah, they like started. I guess they started around the same time, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and it makes sense because when you watch the movie, there is a lot going on, a lot of different weather in the background going on. So it, it kind of makes sense that you know why they did that. The sets were built to shift and rotate. Yep, they were. They were like uh, like the stairs in Harry Potter, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. There's a lot of visual effects in this movie, and there's a lot of uh, shifting and moving around and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, it makes sense that the you know the sets were built that way. I see. I thought that was CGI. I didn't know that was all done on set though. Well, some of it might be CGI. Yeah, but they had to do they had to do some of it practical to make it look realistic. Yeah, that makes it. Well, see, that makes it. That's even more impressive if you ask me. And then uh, yeah. it looks like the the song used to cue the characters into waking up is "Non Gene Regret Rian" by Edith Piaf. And I apologize for butchering that name. I uh, neither of us are French. It's fine. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so that Mar- Marion Cotlard, who plays Mal, won the Academy Award for Best Actress for playing Edith Piaf in the 2007 French film *The Lee V N Rose*. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was a lot for you to read, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I do good until it's something from another language or, you know, or just a, a name that's hard to say. I thought this was really cool. Like Marianne Cotillard, who played her in La Vie and Rose, which I've never seen. Right. But she won the Academy Award for it. And then for them to use that song for this movie was just kind of cool because it came out. The movie came out in 2007. This came out in 2010. So. Pretty much right before they started filming, she won this Academy Award. Well, let's see. That's pretty cool. That's kind of cool that they uh, that movies are you know linked with her, you know, because she's in this movie. Yeah. And then that song is being played every time. You know, the is like to wake. It's a song that's meant to wake them up to let them know that the dream, yeah, the, the dream is over, right? Yeah, the one that's like like trumpets yeah yeah see i would never have known that i mean i don't think anybody would that's not really common knowledge (laughs) see look we actually used fun facts for ones instead of just common knowledge right yeah so okay all right so um about this movie so what you think about it jason i love it i love it and i love the soundtrack even more yeah um i liked it too i mean i now, I I will admit, I am a part of the batch that was like, you know, that was confused when I first saw this movie a couple of times. But after seeing it and, you know, it, it always helps to see a movie more than once because there's always going to be things, no matter what movie it is and no matter who it's directed by, there's always going to be things that you missed the first time around. And it usually makes the second time you view it even better. And um, that is definitely the case. Anybody who sees this one time, uh, you you have to see it again. You have to at least see it. Yeah. Twice. At least see it twice. It's it's almost a requirement. If you're going to take the time of, out of watching this movie, just know it's going to be a movie that you got to watch twice. Now, I I have seen people comment saying that this movie, even though it's like a two two and a half hour movie, that it feels like five hours because there is just so much going on in this movie that it can be just mentally draining to follow 
you know, just to keep, uh, you know, it's almost like there's, you know, there's some movies where they're just really, really slow and then you kind of lose interest. Well, this movie kind of, it's like the opposite where there's always something going on. And and, and it's a very, um, it's not, I don't want to say it's complex, but it's a movie about a dream inside of a dream inside of a dream. And you got to remember that every single time that they're like, okay, this scene, they're in the third dream. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then you like me, I would catch myself remembering like, oh, this is the fourth dream now. And then this other character is, you know, four dreams away. Like it, it, it's kind of hard to follow and I can see where it can be mentally draining. Yeah, I, I get that. But as somebody who's constantly, <laughs> I feel like I'm always dreaming within a dream. Yeah. Waking up and then realize I'm still dreaming. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool the way they did that. Right. It, it's and, a, yeah. And it's, uh, I don't, I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I can, it makes I, you feel smarter for understanding. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, I mean, like I said, it's just a movie you got to watch more than once. And it's a really cool concept um, that, you know, the whole, yeah, because everyone has kind of like done that where they've been in, in a dream that's inside of a dream, or at least they, they feel like they have. And it's just kind of really cool that it's like, what if you could do that, but you can kind of control what's happening, you yeah, know? And then it kind of goes over the dangers of that, which is honestly my favorite part about this movie. My favorite part is when Leonardo DiCaprio is explaining how everything works, like where he's going over the do's and the don'ts, where he's like, you don't ever want to go to a place that's in real life because then you don't know, you can't tell the difference between reality and dreaming. Like, and then you start, and that, that and that's how you get trapped. And then she was just like, is that what you, is that what you've been doing? You know, and then, and then, you know, then Mal comes out of nowhere after she says that. So it kind of hints that like, you know, his character has been kind of been in a, uh, in a free fall because he's been doing this for so long that he's just kind of, he's kind of trapped. Yeah. Uh, it, everything that he was telling her not to do, he did. And that's why he knew. And sometimes that's how you learn. You right. learn from your mistakes. Unfortunately, he made so many mistakes that by the end of it, <laughs> spoiler alert, he didn't know if he was real, if he was in a dream or not. But it's still, <laughs> I don't know. It's such a good movie in the soundtrack. I'm yeah. so hung up on that soundtrack. Yeah. Because I get chills. Yeah. Like literal chills from listening to. Like earlier when I was watching it, I had it playing while I was working on the new logo and just hearing that soundtrack i i don't i don't even care about the rest of the movie just <laughs> playing the soundtrack yeah um the soundtrack yeah the soundtrack is good i mean just going over i mean um the directing the the visual effects were awesome joseph gordon lovett in this movie is also really good i mean there's some really good action scenes some good fighting scenes um that he's a part of that is actually really cool. Kind of reminded me of the Matrix. The fact that it was in the snowy mountains and when the action kicked off there, it kind of turned into a James Bond movie. Yeah. Which at the time he was rumored to be up for a James Bond directing role. So it could have been like his little audition for directing the next James Bond. Who knows? Right. I, I'm, not, I'm not one to make assumptions, but it kind of took 
this smart uh, dra- drama into the pacing changed. Yeah, I did. And I still, I still love the movie. Right. Don't get me wrong, but the pacing just changed a little too much for me. It just took me out of it a little bit. Yeah, it really did. And then uh, my de- definitely see what you. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot that's really, really going on. And then like the pacing does change, and it, it, it kind of it makes the movie kind of feel longer. You know, and it kind of feels like it was tacked on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it, and I understand they can do that easily because it's you know a dream within a dream within a dream, and you know there's layers. <laughs> yeah, and they explain that in the movie. Right, right. And it was just, I mean, it was just, it was climactic as hell, is what it was. Like super climactic. Yeah. Like I had, like it was very dramatic and very, you know. And then I liked it. I thought, it, I thought it was cool, but I can definitely see why you know someone would have a problem with that. But um, overall, I liked the movie. I thought the directing was good. Acting was phenomenal. The story was, it can be hard to follow, but um, I think some of that is intentional, like with the ending, you know, with uh, it's kind of, uh, it kind of leaves it up to the, you know, to the viewer to determine yeah. what what the ending is about. And, and I don't want to spoil anything. Well, I, I and, mean, and not only, I mean, I kind of did already. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I mean, we, we might as well, we might as well get into spoilers on this podcast because. Right. <laughs> yeah. Especially for old movies. For old movies. If it's older than 10 years old. Yeah. Like this movie is 10 years old. Yeah. So. And we're, spo- if we're um, spoiling it for you, then that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, you should have watched it by now. You had. You had 3,650 days at least. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, basically, at the end, you know, you don't really know if he's still in a dream or not. He doesn't even know. And it's just kind of uh, it's kind of depressing because you don't know what, you know, what happened to his wife, you know, really happened or if he was just dreaming that, you know. So, it was just kind of, it's just kind of sad, you know, sad ending. But anyways, overall, I liked the movie. I thought it was good. Um. Christopher Nolan is a great director. Um, so are we ready to do the final rating? Yeah. Um, I Well, I didn't get into my – the acting was great. The writing was great. He wrote this movie not researching dreams, which I think was really ballsy of him. But it might have made the movie better because then he would have went completely scientific. Right. So that was great. Um, the cinematography, the the set – the sets were amazing, as as we mentioned earlier. They they were built to shift and rotate. I thought it was fantastic, which is why I'm giving it a ten out of ten. A ten out of ten. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna give it a high rating too. Um, because it's just a really good movie. The only knock that I will get on it is the it had some pacing issues. And it also, at times, it did, it does, I do agree that it does kind of feel like a longer movie than what it really was. Not too terrible, though. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, and I want to clarify for people who are like, well, he said that he didn't like a few things. Why is he giving it a 10 out of 10? A 10 out of 10 doesn't mean that it is a perfect movie. Yeah. A 10 out of 10 means that there were enough in it to make me overlook the things I didn't like. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack, for example, it gets six or seven points just from the soundtrack alone. Yeah, yeah. Because it phenomenal. Phenomenal. And the fact that it's written so well and just looks so beautiful. I really wish Netflix had the 4K version, but they don't. <laughs> but it's still a stunning movie. It, I mean, honestly, it's like a 20 out of 10 for me. 
Because even though it's still not a perfect film, it has so much of everything else that I love. Yep. That it's just great. Yep. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a good movie. I mean, it's really good. I mean, uh, the the ratings and everything kind of speak for itself, you know, with the high uh, tomato meter and the audience score being so high. And it, Leonardo DiCaprio in it, great actor, Christopher Nolan, great director. I mean, it had a great cast. Visual effects were amazing. It had a good soundtrack. And there's really not a whole lot, you know, to complain about this movie other than a few pacing things, you know, but that's, that can be, like you said, that can be easily overlooked by everything else that's good around it. So, like I said, I get, I'll go and stay with the nine out of 10. So together it's like a 19 out of 20. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, you ready to go to uh, weekly recommends? Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and, and uh, let you start. All right, I am going to recommend a game that I have not played yet, but it is going to be amazing, so I will recommend it, and that is The Last of Us 2. Um, It just came out on PlayStation 4 last Friday, and um, to be honest, I'm not completely positive I'm going to play it, but I'm 100% going to watch it on YouTube or something, watch somebody else play it because the storyline in the naughty dog games and particularly the first last of us game is phenomenal and uh i want to be able to experience that they are bringing a last of us tv show to hbo but from what i heard it's going to be more of a sequel to the game so i don't know how that's gonna we'll, we'll see how that happens see how that works out when it happens but I'm going to recommend, for the first time ever, recommend something that I haven't played yet, just because I know it's going to be great. So, The Last of Us 2 on PlayStation 4. Okay, yeah, and um, I've heard I've heard a lot of good reviews about that. And then I've also heard that, that that game is getting kind of dragged through the mud, too, because a lot of people are saying it didn't live up to the last one. But they're, I don't understand, I don't know, I've, but everywhere I go, IGN, all these really good uh game review sites they're all giving it a 10 out of 10 so yeah people are dragging it through the mud because of stuff that people don't can't can't get used to there's a lot of animal abuse in the game because the the bad guys have dogs mm. and so so PETA has come out against the game and so they're trashing the game on the internet and they're hiring people they're bringing people to review the game poorly uh the, also the main character Ellie is a lesbian and yeah. there is a gay relationship in the game. <laughs> so there's people there's people fighting against that. Yeah. So I don't believe the reviews when it comes to this game. Like I know it's gonna be great. Yeah. Um just because it's the last of us. And until I play it for myself, I'm not gonna like there's too many people fighting against it. It's like, why are you fighting so hard against this stuff? It doesn't make any sense. So that's just my thought. Yeah, and I'm with you there. I think, I mean, it looks like a good game to me. I'll play it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, okay, for my, I have not really sat around, uh, gotten a chance to sit down and watch anything new, or play anything new. I've just been really busy with other things going on. But um, I'm gonna bring up a for my recommendation, and it's a movie that I love, and because it, usually this time of year. I always watch Die Hard 4, uh, Live Free or Die Hard. I always watch it this time of year because it is a movie that is kind of centered around the 4th of July 
which is a holiday that we are getting pretty close to. And it, for whatever reason, when uh, coming around the 4th of July, it always makes me think of Die Hard 4. It always makes me think of Bruce Willis and, and Justin Long. And uh, it always makes me want to watch... Kevin Smith. What's that? And Kev- yeah, Kevin, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith. And for whatever reason, uh, uh, July 4th always makes me want to sit down and watch that movie. So um, I'm probably going to be watching it again soon. So if you like action movies and you have not seen this yet, and you you probably have. It's an old movie. It's been out for a long time. But if you have not seen it yet, check out Die Hard 4. Uh, anything else? Oh, we do need to... Uh... So moving on to the last thing of the episode, I do want to say that our next movie is going to be... We're, we're doing a few different things here. So we're starting the side podcast, which is we hope to have the first episode up on July 1st. That will be Batman Begins. The next movie for this podcast will be the movie Warcraft that came out a few years ago. I heard bad things, and that's what we want for this podcast is bad things. Yep. Um, uh, In the future, within the next week, week and a half, two weeks, we are going to do a crossover episode with Ben's other podcast, the We Go podcast. Yep. Where where us and the We Go gang is going to review the movie the horrible, horrible movie that I've already seen. Yeah. 365 days. And then hopefully the week of 4th of July or soon after, we're going to put up Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. So I am excited about the crossover episode. Now, the Weagle podcast, that is another, the other podcast I am on. That is, a, that is a part of the same network as this podcast, yep. the Tag Team Network. So we are all integrated in a way. And this is going to be the first... Uh, crossover podcast episode in the network. So, uh, uh, now, yeah, Jason has not been on Wego yet, and none of the the Wego crew has come on to Real Impossible yet. Hopefully, in the future, that will change. That there will be a lot more yeah. uh, collaboration going on. But uh, this episode coming up, where we we review three sixty five three hundred sixty five days. Um, anyone who's seen that movie. Uh, it's a terrible movie, but you'll understand why it's the perfect movie for a Wego and Real Impossible crossover. And uh, we haven't mentioned the tag team stuff, tag team network, <laughs> uh, because yes, we're all part of the same network, but it's only two two shows so far. Eventually, <laughs> I'm going to branch out and start. I'm thinking about starting a few different podcasts, so our network is going to grow. Yep. So eventually, it's going to be. Everything's featured on tag team. Right now, it's just we're individual things. Yep. So that's the reason that hasn't happened. Ben, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, on Twitter, BennyB278. Awesome. You can find me at Mr. Movie Dude on Instagram, PlayStation Network, uh, TikTok. I'm really pushing the TikTok right now. <laughs> I, I, I've had a couple thousand views on a couple videos, and I got, I got the TikTok itch. Uh, hopefully it's not contagious um yeah you can find me on those places so all right sounds good and then also um if you want to find me on my other podcast just go uh just look up we go podcast it's on apple spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now it's there awesome well i will uh until next week i'll talk to you later all right take it easy everybody self-destruct in five seconds.